I used to visit a men's outfitters in Belfast when I needed a new coat or a suit. And I was always intrigued when one of the assistants there used to call out to his junior, bring out a selection of suits for this customer, all in clerical grey. I often wondered how grey suits came to be described, at least in that place, as clerical grey, when they didn't seem to have clerical black or clerical blue. But nowadays, when I remember that curiosity, it makes me think of the Reverend Sandy Peden, the Covenanter minister of the late 17th century. Why? Well, because one of the charges laid against Pirel Sandy by the Crown authorities on the warrant for his arrest was that he travelled up and down the land wearing grey clothes, of all things. But there were far more serious charges in that warrant, charges that for other Covenanters had led to the gallows. I'm Bob McAvoy, and this is the Semper Reformata Podcast. So it's the killing times. It's that period in Scotland's history between the great ejectment of the ministers in 1662 and the glorious revolution of William of Orange, which began in 1688. It was certainly a bloodthirsty time, as the troops and soldiers loyal to the king, King Charles II, tried with violence and with bloody execution to quell the passion of the Scottish Covenanters, those Presbyterians who rejected Anglicanism and prayer-brick-style worship, and the governance of the Church by bishops and archbishops, Presbyterians who believe that Christ alone is the head of his Church, and that no earthly king has the right to consider himself in any position of authority in Christ's kingdom on earth. Back in the mid-90s, I visited the little village of Sorn in Ayrshire, where in 1626 Alexander Peaton was born. Peaton was well-educated, he'd studied at Glasgow University, and subsequently had become employed as the schoolmaster at Tarbolton. In the local church, he served as the precentor and the clerk of session under the ministry of another great Presbyterian pastor, the Reverend John Guthrie. But Sandy Peden didn't remain as a schoolmaster, for he was called of God to serve in the ministry, and so he was installed as the pastor of New Luce in Galloway, his one and only church. He ministered there for just three years, and entering the ministry he was dogged by controversy. He'd been accused by an unmarried woman of having fathered her child outside of wedlock. Of course, this was totally untrue. The real father, who actually confessed to having made the woman pregnant, cleared Peden's name. But the controversy was unpleasant, and it was made even worse when the young mother herself later committed suicide. After such a rocky start, 
Peden's ministry at New Luce was cut short by the removal of the covenanting ministers from the pulpits following the legislation introduced in Parliament during 1662 to force the Presbyterians and Independents into conformity with Episcopalian rule of the Church. And so it was on the 24th of February 1663 that the Reverend Alexander Peden was at last required to leave his pulpit. He preached his final sermon in the church and as he left he struck the pulpit door charging that no one should enter it except if they had entered in first of all by the door. A reference to a saved and called ministry. A ministry of one who had come by the way of Christ, the door of salvation, as Peden himself had done, as opposed to an imposed curate whom the Presbyterians would see as an unwanted time server and an imposter. Peden's final words at his ejectment were prophetic. The parish of New Luce went without a pastor for many years until the Reverend William Kyle was appointed as the minister in 1693. And no curate or indulged minister ever preached in that pulpit. Peden was now without a regular station, and he preached at open-air meetings called conventicles, ministering to the covenanters, baptising their children, carrying out other ministerial duties. His reputation grew, and he soon came to the notice of the authorities. In 1666, the King's Privy Council arraigned Peden for holding conventicles, for preaching and baptising babies. The indictment read as follows. The said Mr. Alexander Peden did keep a conventicle at Ralston, in the parish of Kilmarnock, about the 10th of October last, where he baptised the children of Adam Dickey, Robert Limburner and many others, as also kept a conventicle in Craigie Parish, at the Castle Hill, where he baptised the children of William Gilmore in Kilmarnock and Gabriel Simpson, both in the said parish. And that besides 23 children more, both which conventicles were kept under cloud of night with a great deal of confusion, as also the same Mr. Alexander Peden rides up and down the country with swords and pistols in grey clothes. Peden did not attend his arraignment, and on the 4th of March 1666 was declared a rebel, with his life to be forfeited and his goods to be confiscated. In that same year, 1666, Peden joined a march of armed covenanters marching to Edinburgh. 
The march followed the uprising, which occurred when a Covenanter leader was abducted at Dumfries. However, Peden had a strange premonition of their defeat, and he departed the march at Lanark. The marchers were later heavily defeated at the Battle of Rullion Green in the Pentland Hills. Peden later regretted his departure, and he remarked to a friend that he could not understand why the Lord had not damned him to hell immediately for his unfaithfulness. Alexander Peden was now living in the wilds. He was out in the hills and fields and the stories of his adventure and his escapades and his escapes are many and are the stuff of legends. While out in the mountains during 1666 an incident is recorded at the ford of the river Tig, where Peden was riding with two companions, John Welsh and the Laird of Glenower, whose land they were on. Across the moors they saw a party of the King's Dragoons. Their mission would have been to seek and arrest any Covenanters found in the area. At the sight of the soldiers the Lord panicked and fainted. He thought that his time on this earth would surely be shortened greatly by being discovered in the company of two such wanted men. Peden, though, walked straight up to the troopers and asked if he could help them. The troopers admitted that they were lost, so Peden himself led them across a ford and gave them directions how to reach a nearby town. On his return, the Lord asked him why he had gone himself instead of sending a boy. Peden replied that a young lad may have been asked questions which, had he answered wrongly, could have led to their discovery. He assured the Lord that no harm would befall him for he knew that his time for death, which was in the hands of the Lord, had not yet come. There are many other stories about Alexander Peden, the bold Covenanter, and on our next journey into his life and times, we'll hear a little bit more about his fascinating history. Thanks for listening.